from the City Limits. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ian. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Uh, we're doing this Monday, the 27th. Christmas Day is over, but the Christmas spirit still lives. It certainly does. We had a wonderful Christmas. I hope everybody at home did too. Um, we Traditionally, we used to go to my sister's for Christmas Eve, but COVID changed all of that. And this year, we had it up at the Mulligan household. So my parents were able to see their grandkids and great grandkids. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a nice, it was a nice night. Started at five, and everybody was in bed by nine. <laughs> and then and, uh, um, up at well, what used to be five in the morning is now with older kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, post high school is like. Uh, can we sleep till 11? Yeah, well, which worked out good because we, we hosted uh, brunch at our house. My parents, my 94 and 92-year-old parents came down to my house and we had an Irish breakfast for them. My mom is from Kerry, so we tried to make it more of an Irish thought for her. And we had um, nice Irish sausages and blood pudding and <laughs> all the all the fixings of an mm-hmm. Irish breakfast. And um, my sister and her husband, uh, Brian, came over with their kids and it was a nice morning. Yeah. Great. We wrapped that up around, you know, my parents were back up at the house at two. My brother asked me what we did to him because I slept all night. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a successful holiday. <laughs> yeah. So now we're on to New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to kind of revisit. Yeah. End of the year. End of the year. Of course, our show. Mm-hmm. We started in, I think, May. Mm-hmm. And um, let's go over some of the issues. Um, yeah. That was a New Year's resolution of mine was to get you to do a podcast. So, <laughs> so that that was achieved. It a year, was. A year later than I thought. Yeah. Well, you kept saying that I should do it. And I was, you know, we were trying to figure out how we would do it. But we yeah. did it. So. Yeah. And we some, did it. I actually had to make you do a little bit of it, too. You, yeah. You weren't planning true. on being my co-host. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm still not. <laughs> So, so I think it was really more you that had to come around than me. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily, we both came around. Yeah. And I know that a lot of we get a lot of feedback from people, and I know I appreciate all the feedback we get, and you know all the listeners that are listening. Yes, I think we're doing well. Mm-hmm. So I think the the big story when we started, mm-hmm. and sort of what propelled this to maybe people listening was mm-hmm. was the Monroe Building. Yep. The city uh, wanting to purchase that, tear mm-hmm. it down. Put a 16-story tower up. We, th- we thought it was 15 stories on our first show, I think. And then um, moving the college in there and then the replacing City Hall with um, whatever they wanted, I guess. Um, you got to shut that phone off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm shutting it off right now. <laughs> it's not supposed to come on set. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so that was big, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, that was our first, I think, few episodes. Well, the first episode we talked about uh, proposed city spending. Yeah, there's a lot of spending, and there still is a lot of spending coming down the pike. Yeah, but, um, we'll mention that in yeah. the end. But, um, and then we moved into, well, that took a few weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the, the Monroe and, Building got taken off the city council right, list. and, and he, he knew that he wouldn't get the support. Yeah, the administration knew they weren't going to get the support, and like... You know, like anytime you can't get what you want, you go and do it some other way. And they used COVID money to purchase the Monroe building, which every right. door I knocked on in every place I went to, people are, throughout the city are upset about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we talked about a rumor that the city of Quincy wanted to buy the land behind CVS and move the USS Salem up. Yeah, a marina. They wanted to buy a marina. And then they, it turned out that they, they wanted to buy that marina. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some problems with that. The USS Salem, 
It doesn't seem like they're going to do that, but we don't know. You never know. Uh, but, but they did end up buying the marina. Yeah. When asked with, with ARPA yeah. funds, mm-hmm. co- money uh, reserved for COVID, mm-hmm. which we think there's a problem with that. Yeah. And that what's interesting about that was we asked, I asked at city council directly, is there any chance that we're going to be purchasing that land? And they said no. Right. And less than a week later, they did. Right. So, you know, unfortunately, what we're not having at all, and they hate this word, is transparency. Yeah. There's a lot of land being purchased. I think the Patriot Legend did a wrap-up, and they only mentioned two pieces of land. I think we're up to five pieces yeah. of land, um, land acquisition through the COVID money, ARPA money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about uh, the Adams Academy. Mm-hmm. That's not COVID money. That's not COVID. We talked about that around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, the presidential library. Yeah. They still don't. They haven't secured the books. They're probably not going to be able to secure the Adams Library, but they're going to go ahead and build something. Well, they actually, they actually, as far as I know, they actually haven't secured the Adams Building itself still. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's still that's still in the works too. Okay. Yeah. I think they they bought the other two buildings and they tore them down, and they I think they redid the parking lot and they seeded over with the two buildings next to the Adams Academy. And then they were taken by eminent domain, the Adams Academy, but it sounds like it's still it's still being worked out. Yeah. And then we also talked about, I think around that time, well, no, right after that, I think we talked about, we got wind of a proposed, at the time, was a footbridge mm-hmm. to Pine Island mm-hmm. in uh, behind Beechwood Knoll School. It sounds yeah. nice, a footbridge. It sounds nice, but it turned out it was a full-blown, like, Seven foot, I don't know how. 16, 16, 16 feet wide. 16 feet wide bridge. Yeah, that you could um, drive, you know, a fire truck over. Yeah, that would disrupt the wetlands and mm-hmm. uh, and the city sort of, and this is a testament to the people that uh, listen to this show mm-hmm. and people that don't listen to this show but maybe heard about it and raised their voices and the administration backed off that also. Yeah, they wrote into, um, so basically there were three groups. I think it was um, Quincy Making Waves, um, the Quincy Tree Alliance, and... QCAN that all came together and um, the climate, the Quincy climate came together and they all worked together and they, it wasn't, it was not a neighborhood. Um, the administrations like to say it was just a neighborhood that didn't want it in their backyard, but truthfully it was people throughout the whole city that was recognizing this as an environmental disaster to put a 16, 16 foot wide bridge to an island that we don't need. That's right. going to hurt our wetlands and hurt the preserve that we have right now. Yep. And then I think around after that, is when he purchased uh, the Monroe building with with COVID money, and then he bought the other properties. So he, being the administration, he had bought he it, bought um, he bought some the Monroe building, and <laughs> the administration bought the marina, and they and they also purchased the Verk building on Furnace Brook, mm-hmm. and they're doing stuff down there. I'm not sure what they're doing down there, and they bought there's another building they bought. I'm going to get the house. There was a house over in West Quincy they purchased. I think. There's one more I'm, dr- I'm drawing a blank on, but more importantly, these acquisitions. You know, this. You know, people will say, "Oh, it's you know, it's COVID money. It's free money. He can do whatever he wants with it." But you know, I don't know where where the expenses are for taking down the buildings. You know, there's a lot of maintenance that's going to come with it. There's long term, um, long term commitments to the acquisitions that were purchased right. that are going to cost the taxpayers yeah. and what the plans are. So be prepared for 2022. <laughs> yes, and then. Of course, the other big issue was was uh, the bond to cover Quincy's outstanding unfunded pension liabilities, mm-hmm. which I follow the analytics. That was like another big, you know, jump. Yeah. So, 
For that, the, the real risk there was that we were going, they wanted to take a 30-year bond yeah. out, $475 million for 30 years. And if you did the math, it wasn't really going to save the taxpayers any money. In fact, it could potentially secure another second unfunded risk. And it had to get approved by the state. And what really has been kind of swept underneath the carpet is that they did not get a 30-year bond. They got an 18-year bond. Um, so they're not going to have quite the flexibility they wanted to have in the in the budgets going forward. You know, this is something that we do have to pay. It will level the, the benefit of that. Well, it will level off the um, payments. Will be you know they'll be secured in the same amount every year. But the risk that came with it was the investment, and it's going to be invested through Prim. But the other four hundred million is still with the Quincy Retirement Board. So, mm-hmm. so there is some risks there. And then the other thing we weren't able to identify is. Will Quincy College be paying their fair share or will the city of Quincy taxpayers be paying for their retirement? Right. <laughs> you know? And so it's a big problem there because before Quincy College and the Quincy Housing um, were paying their fair share and the city of Quincy were paying for their retirement fund. So. Yep. Um, and then some other issues that came up. The mayor ended up establishing an equity and inclusion commission after he said he wouldn't mm-hmm. um, for the schools well no for the city oh, for the, I mean, the com- yeah. yeah for the commission for the yes. yeah yes, because he wouldn't support the position that the city council had mm-hmm. um, well the department that the city council had proposed right? mm-hmm. because we don't have any problems in Quincy which then in the end we ended up having a lot of problems right. through the schools and then he did secure he's securing a position within the schools as well but he will because not because people want because people wanted it <laughs> well people wanted it in the schools People also wanted in the city. Also wanted in the city, and and unfortunately, the students, the students think you know this is something where people say well, they're losing educational time in classroom, but it's actually they're educating the community and what the need is, and then their their position. They came out of school and their voices were heard. What's sad is we also had a ordinance meeting where over a hundred people came out and their voices were not heard by this administration. So there is no. Um, social justice and equity position in the city as a commission. Um, and those minutes are not even available for the general public to see what's happening. Yeah, and there haven't been any findings disclosed in the public. Mm-mm. So some other big issues, uh, the city reached a $100 million uh, settlement with the EPA to improve um, wastewater, I believe, mm-hmm. right? They got a $100 million fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and they paid a $115,000 I think they paid $115,000 settlement was okay. with a $100 million fine. <laughs> and then some some other um, community or neighborhood issues, I would say, mm-hmm. where neighborhoods sort of rallied, and I think we, we rallied behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jewett Street, of course, mm-hmm. in, in Howes Neck. Mm-hmm. It's still going on. That it's still going on, but but we definitely... The neighbors were really strong. Shed, shed a spotlight on it. Yeah, they did a they did a fantastic job organizing themselves, and again, they they worked with other organizations throughout the city, and they're coming together. Neighbors are coming together to support each other for some of the development that's happening that should not be happening in neighborhoods. It just shouldn't be. I mean, this administration. And the talks city should be working with, with these them. Yeah, people, yeah, not against them. No, and the the big one, of course, that just happened in November mm-hmm. um, is Imperial Terrace. Mm-hmm. We talked about that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And city solicitor um, Jim Timmons and his son. son. Yep, and that also um, that was you know that went to the zoning board where it got questioned as to whether or not it should be with zoning or it should go back to planning. And after um, being educated that there is no process, the zoning board put it back to planning. Right, and then the the other big thing happening, of course, this was an election year for the city council, mm-hmm. 
and the school committee and the election during the summer into November 2nd. Mm-hmm. So, so that happened. You were reelected, in. I was reelected. In case yeah. you didn't know. There was no real changes in the city council. <laughs> yeah. um, there were some changes in the schools. Yes. Yeah, we lost. And we lost a, a pretty dedicated parent. Yep. That, uh, yep, Courtney Purdy was not reelected. That She did a great job. Right. And um, Tina Cahill was, and Emily Lebo and, and, and Doug Udrow. So we'll see if that changes anything on the dynamics or anything, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, in November, the students walked out Mm -hmm. because of the racial issues. Yeah. And I don't think the administration has come to grips with, you know, that's a real issue. Mm -hmm. They think it's just a few uh, bad apples, I think, still. Not at all. That that is a real issue. And it's been a real issue for a while. But he has, I mean, they have given some concessions. Yeah. What they haven't done is they have not opened it up for the public to be able to comment on it. Right. They did do some roundtable discussions. The administration, meaning the school administration, Superintendent Mulvey and Assistant Superintendent Perkins, I think are, are, are really trying very, very hard to bring some clarity into the schools and, and hear what the students are saying and try to make some changes to help the students feel um, a little bit more secure about what they're, what they're doing in the schools. Right. So I think those are the big issues. And do you, mm-hmm. do you, do you, um, did I miss anything? I don't think so. <laughs> I probably missed no, it. Was a bus- it was a busy couple, you know, it's been a busy, it's been a busy year. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're headed into 2022 and, you know, COVID has not completely gone away. You know, we have a, a new variant. Yeah, that's a big story. That's a big story too. And, you know, the big concern is what's going to happen post the holidays. I mean, a lot of people are traveling. Um, yeah. Flights have been canceled. And, you know, there's team sports things that were going to be happening that were people were looking forward to have been canceled. You know, it's, it's you know, hopefully it will, you know, it will not as many. I'm hearing, I, I just personally know a lot of people who have gotten sick, which... No, thankfully they're all on the mend. Our neighbor was sick. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I've heard a lot more people getting sick with the Omicron. I guess it's really, really contagious. Yeah, um, I don't see en- enough places to get boosters yet. Yeah, and I know people are waiting in lines forever to do testing. But yeah, get out there and get the booster. If you haven't been vaccinated, please do that. Our kids all got a, a COVID test in their stockings yeah. this year. <laughs> <laughs> It's a stalking stuffer in our home. So, yeah. you know, it's it's not funny. It's just, it's something that I think you should, if, if you can, you know, if you need it, I think the um, federal government is going to be, you can sign up and you can have it mailed to your home. It's good to have them in your home, just, just for peace of mind. If you, if you haven't been vaccinated, then you definitely want to have those tests because you, you know, it can be really dangerous. And then if you have been vaccinated, you want to be able to make sure if you've been exposed that you can test and make sure that you, you're not sick. And I know if I've gotten Back to really uh, wearing masks when I go indoors, mm-hmm. like stores and stuff. So. Same here, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, for even for my day job, um, you know, we were supposed to be coming back in January, and they've pushed it out yeah. again. So, and it's really strange when I go into Boston, it's very, um, it's just, it's the oddest thing when you're in downtown Boston, it's just not crowded. It's not, yeah. it's a, it, you don't feel the hustle and bustle. You walk into the train station and there's nobody walking with you. So it's, it, things are definitely not back to normal yet. But I, I would like to go back because I think this show has been successful. I think people are listening and I'd like to take some time just to thank some of the people that, mm-hmm. um, written in uh, some letters and mm-hmm. uh, talked to us, informed us on stuff that maybe we wouldn't have necessarily wouldn't known. Necessarily have known. And uh, mm-hmm. I'll just mention first names, but they know who they are, I think. Yep. 
uh, Tom, Chris, David, Matt, uh, Noel, Kim, Pam, uh, Joe and, and Josephine, and Bonnie, uh, Maggie, and Liz were just, I think there were others, but those were some of the main ones that wrote some pretty thoughtful letters that we read. Yeah, and I know there were more, and um, it's hard to keep track of everybody, but we do thank you. And we didn't do listener's mail this week. We thought we were going to maybe take some time and ask people for what their New Year's resolutions were. But, you know, we still have some yeah. time to come up with that. But honestly, we thank everybody who's written in all the encouragement that we've received, because as we do these shows, you you know, you realize that people do want to listen. Yep. And I we, know there's we a, get some pressure as to why it's not coming out faster. <laughs> there's a story in the in the ledger today mm -hmm. quincy mayor 2022 will be an extremely busy year mm -hmm. so um so we're going to need your voices again i think <laughs> yeah well i can tell you one thing that you know COVID has and things have gone up in price and you know we purchased things buildings that you know that have no future as far as what the budget's going to be you know yeah. the monroe building is something that was you know you really didn't you didn't want to see happen in the city of quincy but they went ahead and purchased it anyway and, um, you know, they're going to they're gonna come back and try to sway our council to say yes to a big, big ticket item. Yeah. And, um, you know, your voices need to be heard and those, everybody in the council needs to be aware of where the residents of the city of Quincy stand. Right. And when it comes to zoning boards and planning boards, if you don't want it, you got to come out and speak. And um, if, you, if you're not sure what to talk about, you can always go back and look on YouTube on some of those zoning board meetings. I would look up the um, C Street, the Imperial Terrace, because that zoning board meeting had a lot of people at it that spoke um, very clearly as to what they were concerned about. And you can learn about that, about what you don't want in your neighborhood if it's the wrong development. Right. So I think that does it for the final show of the, the season one, and This is the last show of season one. I know. Any New Year's resolutions? You're going to pull a Bill Belichick? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything at this time. <laughs> I think what my New Year's resolution will be, which is pretty much what it is every year, which is, you know, to to do my best as your council representative and ask the questions, the tough questions that need to be asked and represent you. And I would ask that all of you call me if you have any concerns um, and reach out to me and then, um, you know, to lead a healthy, happy life. <laughs> yeah, I think so. My New Year's resolution would be maybe uh, we are going to take a little break here mm -hmm. uh, for a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. but uh, maybe next year we'll have some guests and stuff. You know, oh, you're talking about show resolutions. <laughs> no, no, no. I was talking about New Year's resolutions. But uh, yeah, show. Sure, I would like to have some guests yeah. and maybe talk, some, talk about some different things. So Hopefully there'll be, there'll be other subjects I'll be talking about. We'll always keep a close eye of what's happening in the city when it comes to spending and your tax dollars and how we're representing you here. But at the same time, there's a lot of great things that are happening here in the Quincy, in the city of Quincy yeah, too. So we, we want to make sure that we're focusing on those and maybe invite a guest or two on to, to give you some understanding of what's happening. Exactly. All right. So I think that does it. So we'll see you in a couple of weeks mm -hmm. on... City Limits. Thanks, everybody. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year.